Welcome to the Team Biscuit Podcast. Today we've got two new guests. That is Emma Nicholson and Holly North. And we're talking about pole dancing girls, aren't we? Yay! So we're right. You're both teachers. Yes. You're a teacher in Grimsby. Yes. And you're a teacher in Hull. That's correct. But you've taught Holly before as well, haven't you? I have taught Holly before, yes. <laughs> She's wiser than was me. Was it a drunk Holly? <laughs> I think it was quite a hungover Holly, so probably still a little bit drunk. Yes. Yeah, my best friend had moved to London, Bernie. Oh, right, yeah. And we'd been out the night before, and I think we'd had about three bottles of Prosecco. Oh, and I had to do this legs wave class with uh, Emma the next day. And, uh, yeah... Laying on your back, waving your legs in the air when hung over. It was a killer. You were probably doing yeah. it when you were drunk as well, but it was probably a lot easier. <laughs> you sure it was pole dancing you was doing? <laughs> so um, what made you start pole dancing then in the first place? Okay, so um, I used to be a primary school teacher. and It's a bit of a jump from teaching kids to... It's not, you know... Not really, no, no. I think um, when you look at things like class management, crowd control, all the stuff you do in a classroom, you're doing the same with adults. It's just that the adults want to be there and the children generally right. don't. So, so yeah, there's a lot of transferable skills. Um, but when I was a school teacher, my friend and I went to a pole dancing class just to see what it was like and for something to do. And um, I was terrible. I was absolutely shocking. My friend was really good at it. And we just kept on going. Even though I was appalling and I couldn't do anything, I found it really difficult. I just loved it so much. I didn't I didn't care. I just kept kept doing it. And so I trained as an instructor a couple of years after that and started teaching at the school that I'd learnt at. And then I started to get these ideas about earning my own studio and how I'd like to teach Paul and I just had a I just had a vision and so yeah, I just started working towards it and that was like nine years ago now. Is this your main job? It's my only job now. I managed to uh, phase out the day job. So yeah, this is it now. Does it actually work and pay you for a living then? I mean, obviously well, it will if you... Yeah, I mean, it it does. Um, I'm on less money now than when I was a teacher, yeah. but I work a lot less hours. Um, so, you know, I choose my hours, I work for myself. So I choose not to work many hours um but yeah it, it's it you know it pays me it, it's my main income it's my only income now so i work hard but it's it's worth it but it's not your main job is it you do no so i uh, work in a law firm by day and then i only teach uh, beginners uh, beginners course that runs tuesday nights and then i train thursdays it's a lot to fit in really sometimes <laughs> do you think you'd want to be like doing it full time yeah do you know what i think i probably would um i haven't given it much thought though <laughs> do, I, I, I mean does it bring a lot of people in yeah so like, because like hull's a city obviously grimsby's yes. a smaller town but not far away from each other yeah so um when we first set up i had a lot of students that would come for classes um, i promoted a lot to students um but gradually, over the years, over those early years, we managed to get an intake of local people, which was much better because they're not seasonal. You know, students go home, they'll mm. come back a few months later. So it wasn't consistent. Um, but now we've luckily been able to build up a customer base of 
pole addicts, um, complete pole obsessed women in Hull. And every week, I think we probably have about 80 or 90 women coming to regular classes. Um, and we've we've got a little bit of space to to do a few more classes as well. So we're still kind of building up to reach the potential of this particular studio because we've only been here a year. We moved from our original studio last year. So this place is a little bit bigger, so there's potential to grow. And is it just you that teach then or is there more of you? No, um, I have two amazing instructors that teach for me as well. Also, you're the big boss. I'm the big boss. Yes, that's me. That's amazing. So what age did the start or have you got like an age restriction? Oh, yes, we have. So as I said, I used to be a school teacher, so I've done my time with children. So you must be over 18 to come to classes here. Is there any reason for that? Is it? Yeah. Um, so, well, from a legal point of view, you need different qualifications to teach children mm -hmm. um, to teach them something physical like pole dance. Um, also, the style of pole that I like and that we teach here is the more sexy side of pole. So it wouldn't be appropriate to have young girls or young boys in a class with adults that you're trying to teach um, the more sensual side of pole. As we'll do to. a joke about Michael Jackson then, but I thought it was inappropriate. It's inappropriate, Rick, yes. Hold that back. <laughs> what about you, Hold? Do you like, is there an age restriction at yours or is it the same deal? Um, I think with us, it's uh, over 16, so last sort of school year. Um, our studio doesn't really focus on the central side, but there are some of us in class that do, so it's a, quite a mixed bag. Um, but I do quite like the more central side of it. <laughs> so that's the next question, because like I was going to say, um, it's looked upon a bit seedy. Like if people say, ah. Oh, I'm a pole dancer, people might say you're just as good as a prostitute or a stripper or something like yeah. that. Do like you both find that? Start with you. Do do you Um, I think I kind of things like that, um they kind of bounce back to the person that's said them because it, people just have sort of preconceived ideas about um girls that work in clubs or people just people that work in the sex trade generally. Yeah. Um I don't have those views. I think everybody's doing a job and, you know, a lot of women choose to be in that line of work in the of sex trade. Yeah. Um, so I don't really mind being compared to those people because those people are earning a living just like yeah. I am. Um, you know, I don't, I don't take it as an offensive comment, even if somebody might have meant it as an offensive comment. It just kind of bounces off but me, it's goes over my head. To it, it, it does. It has a stigma attached to it. Um, but I think that's what makes it quite exciting to people because they want to come and see what it's about. Um, I think it's, I mean, God, pole dancing as a hobby, as a pastime, as a exercise, um, it's been around 15, 16 years now. And, you know, it's, it's, it's here to stay. It's definitely got mainstream, hasn't it? It is very mainstream now. When I first started, there was maybe about... 30 40 schools across the country and now i don't think you can go to any town or city without there being at least one or two pole studios do like you ever get any step holly from um being a pole dancer or like anyone no. attach it to in, like grimsby no i think i was really scared about telling my dad because i was scared about what he would think um, but then I think I showed him a video of my pole performance at the Lincolnshire Pole <laughs> Championships in 2013. And he was like, oh, you're not doing that kind of pole dancing. 
but I don't tell him that I'm doing the Peppermint Fox show. <laughs> What's the Peppermint Fox show? So it's, um, well, it, it's going to be my first strip performance. So, <laughs> what, what fully whoop, whoop. nude or? no not fully nude i'll have pants on but you'll be top like, nice yeah well yeah <laughs> yes <I will. laughs> um, and where's this taking place um it's it was called flirt snow yeah what's it called now? Now. oh skeggy yeah and when's that on Sometime in March. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday, isn't it? March the 23rd, happy 40th, right? Yeah. So, um, we'll stick with Holly. I've got a lot what of support was... um, as well from um, a lot of the secretaries who I work with. I've even encouraged them to come to class. A lot of people from my work have tried pole now because it's all I talk about. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> I've not noticed. Do you, like, do you ever get any lads? Both of you guys, do you ever get any lads or that come? attend classes yeah. um yeah uh shelly who we work with she met her husband through it really well a future husband they're getting married this year um yeah yeah we do get guys coming to our studio what about you can hold the um, we only have had um a couple of guys come to the studio but um we have quite a few studios in hull so i'm not sure if guys are more likely to join classes where it's more of a fitness, where it's promoted as more of a yeah. fitness thing. Um, whereas we do promote, like I say, the sexy side of pole. So they need to be ready to come and maybe want to dance in heels or they want to, you know, they need to be ready to kind of dance when they come to our classes, which isn't everybody's cup of tea. Like, have we got to dance in heels? If it's a guy, have we got to dance in heels? No, or? nobody has to dance in heels, um, but lots of people do. And the guys that have come here have been guys that would wear, that are wearing ah, heels right. in the classes but the pole community as a whole there is a massive male um representation yeah. and um they're all doing their own thing you know some are really into the strength side of stuff some are dancers some do the sexy stuff it's you know it's um it's quite big for males to do it as well yeah. as females so what's the difference if you're to between the fitness and the um sensual side of pole dancing what's sort of the main differences what's the sort of main so dances and things so well I, w I would probably expect that if i was going to a pole fitness class there might not be any dancing in it um and you would learn the movements like the spins and the tricks in isolation or as part of a combination whereas a pole dance class which is very much what we promote um, you will learn how to freestyle you'll learn how to um, respond to music you'll follow choreography so music is a lot more of a feature in a pole dance class rather than a pole fitness class would you say that's about yeah, right Holly? I completely agree yeah um, because ours the classes that we tend to do, I think they are more fitness based and it's like the isolated moves, yes, the spins, the yeah. combos. Um, and that's what we were saying about some of the lads trying out the classes. There is a guy who comes to our studio and he's really flexible. He's more flexible than me and he yeah. puts us all to shame. <laughs> I saw a video of um, Zoe and she was climbing up the pole. We yeah. just like, like that's that's quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, arms only climb. So we've just recently moved studio. Oh, I saw it. Looks yeah. it looks gorgeous. I think I saw somebody's <laughs> video. It looks so nice. So I think the thirteen foot, the really really wow. big poles, and yeah, so we just beasted out this arms only climb. 
I want to see you do that. <laughs> but I'm like, you're having an open day, aren't you? Just going back to your new studio, you're having an open day. Yeah, we're um, we're just putting, it's in pipeline at the moment, we're talking about having a, an open day because we're run as a club rather than a business, so there's several instructors that help um, run the studio. And I think because a lot of us work full time and then our evenings are taken up at the studio, I think our families and friends wonder where we are a lot of the time. So we just thought, right, we'll open the new studio up, get settled in, and then um, hopefully we'll get some Prosecco and nibbles and invite everyone mm. round to see what it's all about. And when's that? When's the... Uh, we're hoping to do it on Saturday the 6th of April. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool then. I might attend if there's going to be... <laughs> Was it the nibbles? <laughs> I think I'll, I'll show you all how to do it. Central right. and fitness. Okay, yeah. I'll hold you to that. I know. I, you haven't got no wheels to fit me. <laughs> so, like, what made you get interested in, like, pole dancing then? Sort of, you know, what brought it to your attention? Well, as I said, we went um, for... I tried a class out with my friend when I was still um, teaching at primary schools. Um, what I liked about it... I think it was the opportunity to dance and I got a pole at home quite quickly because I just got obsessed within a couple of months of attending classes. So I got a pole at home and I just realized that I'd found a hobby as an adult that allowed me to play music, um, dance without being drunk, although I did drink sometimes in pole dance, but you know, that's another story. Um, and it kind of took me away from the stress of my day job. You know, it's like yeah. finding a hobby as an adult is quite a it's quite a special thing because when you're a child, you have a hobby and you think about it and it's what you want to spend your money on and it's what your goals are associated to and you that's seek me out. still now. Is it? Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's it, you know, and that's what I found when I found Pearl. I found that thing that kind of just made me want to uh, get out of bed and, and do it in, in you know, it's, <clears throat> it's special. What made you get into pole? So, I was quite the couch potato for years, as you know, I'm quite the horror fanatic and I, I like a lot of TV and I like takeaways. Um, and you know, I, I feel that I was getting a bit bigger and I was trying exercise classes and I wasn't that interested in them. I'd go for a few weeks and think, oh, that bores me. One of my friends from work, she started doing pole classes. And at the time, it started in a function room at the back of uh, a pub in Grimsby called The Bank. And then it moved to a martial arts centre. Because we did have a strip club there, The Bank, didn't we? We did, but it was after the strip club closed. I think they left a few oh, poles right. behind. Um, so anyway, I went to a class with my friend and I thought, oh, this looks like it, it, I'll, you know, I like this. And it was a lot harder than I anticipated. And I think inside I thought, oh, because I didn't really see an awful lot of these classes out before, I thought, oh, this will probably be another fad. But I absolutely fell in love with it. Mm. And I'm still, I've, I've lost so much weight doing it. Um, I've built up so much strength and I just feel a lot happier and healthier in myself doing it. That's good. And how long have you been doing it for now? Is it four years? No, seven. Seven? Yeah started um i think it was may 2012 and how long have you been started doing it for about 12 years really yeah about 12 years i've had the studio nine years this year um this so, this studio you've been uh studio boutique the the um the business i've had for nine years um we've been in this particular premises just for a year we were in another place for um the first seven and a half 
uh, yeah, a long time. Bumming it. Mm. So, like, what sort of exercises do they do then to, like, do... I mean, it's dancing, isn't it? And I've, like, seen you post on your Instagram, and it's not pole, it's some... You, like, sort of you do more dancing than... Isn't that... Are you on about the floor work I'm trying to work on at the minute? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, that sort of weird thing. Indescri- <laughs> indescribable, apparently. Yeah, it is. I don't get it. I just see this and there's loads of women doing the worm and like smiling oh, and then doing the legs and I'm like, hey. That was, that was us all messing about trying to do that magic mic thing where he slides across the floor. I've not seen magic mic. I wouldn't oh, know what that is. Okay. So we was trying to imitate that, but I've, I don't have a dance background at all. And it's one of the things I've always struggled with is get getting the flow together on the floor work. So I'm quite envious just how smooth and flowy people can be with some of their routines. I feel like I'm very much like, right, I'll crack out a move, I'll go into the next one. And it's something I'm really trying to push my, myself to do more. So floor work. So my, my shoulder's like nice and purple at the minute from trying to do shoulder stand. You are covered in a lot of bruises, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm not as bruised as I used to be. <laughs> So, um, I had a question and I completely forgot what it was then. Oh, no. I can't remember what it was. We was on about the flipping, weren't we? The pole dancing, <laughs> the mic, mic, the mic, things like that. So, that, that's it. Where do you see yourself? Because, like, you teach, you teach. Do you still go to classes to, like, get taught yourself? No. Um, I would say I'm pretty much self-taught for the last for a lot of years really um i attend workshops and i have friends that are pole dancers and that own studios as well so we'll get together but i think the beauty of having social media nowadays you can pretty much find the trick that you want to learn and if you're a visual learner and you know you you're lucky enough to be able to have a studio or have a pole then you can you can practice things on your own but if I was just learning to pole dance at the beginning, there's definitely no substitute for getting involved with a class. You know, definitely attending a studio with an instructor, with other people who are learning the same thing, that's um, that's definitely where the fun's at in the beginning, definitely. Because I'm guessing if you're like, because the poles, how tall are the poles? You're saying you've got 13 foot I think poles. Handy ones are 13 Yeah, and ours what? are just under 12. So if you fall from that height, it's going to hurt, isn't it? It's going to hurt, yeah, definitely. And have you ever fallen off? No, actually, I haven't. Um, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Rick. <laughs> um, no, I think I did I did fall off once, but it wasn't it wasn't a major fall. Um, it wasn't really anything that memorable, thankfully. Um, yeah, you you've just got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Have, have you had anyone in your class ever fall off? Um, I think some people kind of just sort of stop holding on and like just think it's okay to just drop to the floor do you get that holly (laughs) and i try and train people to like dismount really carefully but sometimes no matter how many times you tell people they just think that letting go is an appropriate way of getting off the floor not from really high not from upside down um but no we've thankfully we've never had any serious accidents we've had a couple of dislocations and pulled muscles but um but nothing thankfully too serious. How about you? Have you ever had any? So I um, I was in this move called a brass bridge. Yeah. Do you want to describe that the best you can? Because oh, like I don't know what it is, and some people can. might not know. I I don't know how I can actually describe. I'd have to use a visual. I really would. Uh, you kind of like 
laid back from the pole and you're arched round upside down holding the pole and one leg's extended away right okay and the grip is in a knee pit and your hand one hand well two hands actually and um yeah i just started sliding out <gasps> the back nicely i just lost the grip of my knee and oh, but holly. i don't know how i managed it i did manage to control my fall but Sarah, uh, Sarah and Becky, who I was with at the time, it was very slow motion them running over to me, but I, I managed to lock everything together before my head hit the floor. Oh, jeez. So yeah, yeah. did it startle you a bit? Yeah, and I, I must say, I don't try Yeah, I don't try that move so much anymore, and I really should try it. I should get back on the horse. Do you, like, so do you have mats or crash mats be like sort of around the pole? Um, we have a crash mat available if somebody feels that they need one um but most of the time we don't have mats down but if we're if we're learning new tricks or if people are if it's a particularly um risky trick then yeah people would try it one at a time with the instructor spotting them and using a crash mat but usually we wouldn't encourage people to be practicing tricks that they felt that they were going to fall out of um so we don't we don't have our mats down all the time well we we don't use we don't have mats down all the time no no that's uh, yeah i was gonna say i think i'd be feel more comfortable if there was a mat because <laughs> yeah, me falling from 12 foot would, would yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. but <laughs> if it, you know you you learn you certainly don't let people just it's not a free-for-all where everybody's at the top of the pole just practicing anything they want mm. you know the people that you trust you have a lot you have to have trust in your students um and you need to know that they are safe to to practice certain tricks and you need to make sure that they understand the danger of the tricks they need to understand how they're holding on how they're going to get off the most likely time to injure yourself is when you're trying to get out of a trick um because like i say a lot of people just they just let go yeah. so you know you need to um you need to trust your students and if you don't then yes get a mat down and don't let them do anything without you sometimes i think it can be a bit of a, a peace of mind for some people cause definitely yeah i know when i first started doing laybacks yeah i knew i could do it but there was just something in the back of my mind where I thought, yeah. oh no, just in case. If yeah. I have the mat there, I'll be all right. Without a doubt, it's important yeah. to have the option. Um, and yeah. if you if you feel that you need a mat while you're practicing, then definitely you have a mat. It's one less thing to worry about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah you don't absolutely. have to worry about sort of sliding down to a hard floor. Do you when like both you have students that prefer mats at times than like not mats? Yeah, I think um, it, it really does depend on how confident they are with the move as we were saying we spot students um and then hopefully you know until they feel confident with the move and then once well with us once they do seem like they've got mm. the hang of it i think it is just getting the mat out for a peace of mind uh some people are more confident than others yeah i mean i've seen some of the moons moods seen some of the moves on your twitter and it's like an old body workouts especially that one where again it was zoe where <laughs> so actually it was on zoe's instagram where so you get your legs round and you and you pull out like that and you straighten yourself up so you've got your legs wrapped around the pole and you're outstretched and you lift yourself up and you smile like that oh, and you smile like that i like that bit at well, the end like <laughs> it's so strange isn't it like trying to describe a move it is over a yeah <laughs> so what's sort of what's that move called where you wrap your legs round and it's what but is she laying back upside down? There's a lot of moves where you're I'm going to get it on my around. phone. <laughs> and it's sort of like, like sort of must work. All like stomach muscles and everything in your legs it's and your shoulders. It's definitely a whole body workout. 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get the picture. Zoe Moore. <laughs> she doesn't even know she's being mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> Where is she? You go to graft it. There we go. Let's have a look. That one. Oh, a knee hold. Ah, oh, yeah, knee yeah. hold. Yeah. I mean, like that looks like it's hard work because, like, she's just being supported by obviously a like a stomach muscle. Yeah. yeah. And you like have a, to engage a lot of core strength. Yeah. So, like, as where you go to the gym, you'd have to like, have many separate instruments, mm-hmm. like dumbbells for your arms and shoulders, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But with the pole, it seems it works everything from your shoulder muscles down to your legs. Absolutely. Your yeah. Yeah. So, it really it's a does. one way exercise. Do you, I mean, do you ever go to the gym to exercise? Oh, God, anything? no. I've never been to the gym in my life. I've never had a dance class. I, well, I don't have a dance or gymnastic background, and I've never been to the gym. Everything that I do is I do yoga and I stretch as well. Yeah. I stretch a lot. Um, Yoga's meant to be really good, though. Yeah, yoga's fantastic. Um, and a lot of the pole tricks are quite closely linked to a lot of yoga positions. So um, understanding them on the mat makes it um, helpful, you know, when you then take it to the pole. So yeah, other than yoga and stretching, everything is pole for me. I've been like, you have been, have you ever been to the gym? I think I, I, think I know the answer to this one. Yeah, I think I went three times. <laughs> do you ever do yoga? I've actually started going to Pilates on my lunch breaks on Wednesdays. Is that down the Abbey Gateway? Yeah, and I'm finding that really beneficial actually mm-hmm. for my core muscles. I was about to say, do yeah. like, you ever incorporate anything from a yoga move and make your own move up on the pole? Does like, can you do that, make own moves up? People do that all the time. I'm rubbish at that. I never make anything up. I copy what everybody else is doing. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I just don't make anything up myself. I'm not, I'm not the creator of uh, of pole moves at all. But people do it all the time, don't they? Yeah. Have, and have you ever made a move up? <laughs> no. <laughs> Called the holly. That one where you fall probably. off and hit your head. <laughs> probably when I've spooned a few moves up, maybe. Spooned a few. <laughs> spooned a few moves up, maybe. <laughs> But, I mean, I've tried the pole when, like, because I did a photo shoot for you and Sarah. Yeah. And I thought, because I was going to the gym back then, and I thought, oh, yeah, I'll be able to do it. And I was, like, got halfway up, and I thought, it's, it's a lot higher than it looks. <laughs> and I was, like, I'm going to have to slide down the pole. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, people take the mick and, like, think, oh, yeah, it's just a bunch of ex-strippers, blah, blah, this, yeah. blah, blah, that, do it. But it's not as easy because you've got to have grip, and them poles aren't thin, are they? They're sort of quite thick. Yeah, you get different thicknesses. Yeah, but um, the but yeah, the there's, pole, there's the better the grip of. Not really, no, no, um, no. So the you you get different different thicknesses. If you've got really small hands, then the smaller diameter is better because yeah. uh, then you can you get a better grip. Um, but no, they're they're hard things to hold on to because yeah. they're shiny and you know it's not like it's you've got nothing to kind of latch yourself onto. It's you just got to build that hand grip. You've got to yeah. build that strength and yeah, hope that your hands stop sweating because at the beginning, <laughs> did your hands sweat when you started oh, pole dancing, Holly? Absolutely. And Mine all my did. forearms used to just ache. Yeah. Ache afterwards yeah. and I'd get like friction burns around my wrist, yeah. on the background. <laughs> do, you, do you find your grips got better since oh, you started? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. So like now you don't need any men to open jars for you. <laughs> <laughs> do it yourself. Maybe some dry hands. <laughs> So do you use anything like chalk or yes. like liquid chalk? Yeah, there's a product called um, 
dry hands, which most pole dancers use. Yeah. And it's it's like an antiperspirant for your hands. But then some people have, so that's if your hands are a bit sweaty, a bit clammy. But some people have the opposite problem and their hands will be really dry and that stops them sticking as well because they don't have any kind of clammy friction. So there's a different product that they can use which makes the hands a bit tackier. Um, so yeah, we, we've, we've got products that help us. So when you're on the pole routine, how often, I mean, how old did the start and last for? If you like, sort of, because like we went, we went to a show. We I I went to the show you did. Yeah. And how often? How often? I keep saying how often. How long does a normal pole show sort of for you? A routine. Last yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's length, the word I was looking for. Length, length of whatever song wants to perform to. Or how many songs? Or how many songs? Yeah, I mean, is there a set routine length? In competitions. Yeah. So probably yeah. anywhere between like three and five minutes. Yeah. That sounds really knackering. Yeah, it's tiring, but you yeah. work towards it. You know, it's like if you were running a marathon or something, you'd train for it, wouldn't you? You'd start small and It's not just that, it's also up. remembering it though, isn't it? And yeah. So yeah. what comes first, this, that, and Yeah, it's that, a lot of practice. It's a lot of practice and you need to create muscle memory so that when your mind goes blank, your body remembers what it's doing. Um, so yeah, people put a lot of work into performances and competition routines. Because what do you think about when you're doing a routine? Is it, I hope I don't mess this one up. I hope I don't mess this up. I've, I've got to go into this like yeah i don't part. know you'd... gotta go into that part i don't know really um yeah i think it depends how much you've practiced it like if you've not practiced much or if it's a freestyle you're just thinking what am i going to do next <laughs> <laughs> or if you've practiced it a lot yeah you might be thinking oh my god i've got this bit coming up and i'm really not sure yeah, about yeah. it or if you're really in the moment and you're comfortable and you love the song, you love the crowd and you're just freestyling, then you're just connected to the music and you yeah, just your body definitely. is going and it's not it's nothing about what, what you're thinking. So you get freestyle routines as well? You can freestyle, yeah, of course you can, and yeah. How, like, how long do they last for? Cause I'm Again, that's the they're... same, yes. Yeah, so whatever song you're dancing to. It's more complicated yeah. than I thought, Paul, dancing. <laughs> I mean, it's like, sort of thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind to have a go purely because of the fitness because it builds every muscle. Well, we've got 16 poles through there, you know, <laughs> if you want to try I right now. Heels, you haven't got your heels, You have got your heels, oh, next before. time. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you, what's some, like, the plans in the future for you and, like, sort of, sort of the studio? Is it um, more teaching, more competitions? I mean, do you hold competitions here, or is it? We have, um, we have two shows each year um one one in summer one at christmas and we just have them we used to sort of hire venues and do quite big events but um we usually didn't get invited back <laughs> so Why? or they closed down well you, you don't back? you don't want to go into that now no let's just <laughs> no, let's carry do. on in the direction <laughs> no i'm only messing um we, the best places we liked were the working men's clubs and they're yeah. just a dying breed yeah. so literally we'd do two shows and then they'd say sorry we're closing down now i don't think it was anything to do with us <laughs> um so yeah we, we got moved on quite a lot um so yeah we just hold them at the studio now um so people get the chance to perform and and work on routines if they want to um so i perform at those as well um some girls do competitions um some people are not interested in performing or ever showing anybody what they do they just enjoy pole for the sake of it yeah do you ever get any backlash from people when you say you're a pole dancer like going to the working men's clubs do anyone be a bit leery towards ironically the working men's clubs were the most welcoming and the ones that just weren't phased we could do anything on the stage they didn't they barely looked up from their pulling their pints when we went to a more um modern venue that's <laughs> when 
eyebrows were raised and we probably wouldn't go back. Not because we didn't Is want that to. from the men or from the women? I'm, I'm like guessing women Funnily, would more it was, a... it, it was, um, I don't know. I think it was a mixture. It, it was just a mixture. I think also, to be fair to the venue, I don't think we suited the identity of that venue, um, really. I think they were expecting, we kind of got reverse stereotyped. So I think they expected some kind of fitness show. Yeah. They didn't get that. Like we were in our thongs, and you know we were thrusting, and there, there was a lot of there was a lot of skin out, and there was a lot of uh, provocative movement. And I think they just thought, oh my god, but, get them out. Yeah, but surely they knew that when they're like, no, they they didn't, yeah. and that's what I mean. I think we got reverse stereotyped. I think people now are trying to be so kind of uh, politically correct, and oh my god, it's nothing to do with, you know, it's nothing to do with sexy dancing. It's nothing to do with heels. Well, actually, yeah, it is. It is yeah, yeah, it is. And we love that. That's what we like. So unfortunately for them, they imagined we were something that we weren't, and you know. But it, you know, it's it's yeah. fine, it's fine. But definitely, the working men's clubs, um, they were a lot more kind of unfazed by by what we were doing, just because you know, working men's clubs. God, they've yeah. been around ages. They've yeah. been around long before people started getting a bee in their bonnet about what people on stage were doing. So That's yeah, it. there you go. And um, what about you? Do like sort of your club or? you ever get any like stick for it or no no we haven't um and we hold like a biannual charity showcase at the casablanca Mm -hmm. club in grimsby which you've been to before and they were so accommodating a wonderful venue and we've been back well we started doing them in 2014 and we've had three shows since what did your parents say when you started pole dancing and your friends? Well, everyone was really encouraging, but as I said before, I was really scared about telling my dad. <laughs> what happens if your dad hears this and he hears about your thing in Skagness? Well, it'll have been a gone by then. <laughs> <laughs> what made you do, like, sort of, I, I like you more going to the central side of it than the fitness side. Yeah, I think it's all, always, it's really always interested me but I just didn't have the confidence and I didn't feel like I had the body to do it because I wasn't fit yeah. at the time, if you you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, sort of, now you're a slim gym. <laughs> well, I've just, I won't say slim gym, but I've just built my confidence up more. I'm still not 100% there, but no. I'm more comfortable doing it. Do you, do you think polls helped you in general build your confidence up in sort of like general life? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Would like sort of you find that as like well polls help help you build your confidence? Up? Um, I think I was I've always been really confident, um, but it's given for me. I think the biggest benefit, apart from becoming my job and everything now, I think for me, it um, it sounds daft, but it got me out of the pub. You know, like I was just a binge drinker. I didn't I didn't have um, I didn't have I didn't do any physical exercise. I had no desire to do any physical exercise. And then, as I say, I found this hobby and I loved it. And all of a sudden I was thinking, oh my God, maybe if I stop smoking, maybe I'll be able to like dance a bit longer. Maybe if I'm not hung. You've quit smoking like sort of through it as well. I would say it's completely changed my lifestyle. Yeah, when I first went for those first pole lessons, I was, like I say, I was binge drinking, I was smoking, I would go out clubbing, you know, that was just my lifestyle. But then pole became such an important part of my life that I wanted, I didn't want anything to, um, I didn't want anything to kind of interrupt my progress with with pole dancing. And I quickly realized that 
going to class with a hangover, um, smoking 26 the night before. It's not, I'm not going to be performing at my best. So We are talking about pole dancing and not teaching children. Uh, though, well, we? you know, there was that as well. <laughs> but I, I was more concerned, um, yeah, more concerned about these Saturday mornings after Friday night binge drink, drinking sessions. Um, so yeah, for me, um, I was always confident, but physically and in, in a lifestyle sense, um, it definitely had such a positive effect on me. See, see that's quite cool because like people will just look at the negatives. Like as I say, when people say pole dancing, they'd automatically assume stripper. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way people think. Yeah. But like, it's, and it's like, not is it? Mm. It's like sort of not at all. Well. <laughs> Sod what they think. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it, if it's, if it's good and that, but then, <laughs> So, like, so do you ever train with like ang like ankle weights on, or like like things like that, or weight it's, vests? It's sort been of things? it's been known, not vests, but I have been known to put ankle weights on my students sometimes. Yeah, I've done that yeah. as well. Sometimes the shoes are enough. I was going to say, yeah, but you know, we wear shoes, so shoes shoes can be heavy I've as seen well. The shoes, yeah, how big yeah. they are, I'm told they are. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm size eight. I'm not wearing shoes. I'm not wearing shoes. So, um, where do you see yourself going then? That in like. The future, I mean, you don't get taught anymore. You're probably up there with you. No, not, not, you know, I'm still learning. Everybody's still learning, but um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of other things that I want to learn um, in the pole world. New stuff comes up all the time, you know? So yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly haven't finished learning and um, I'd never, never want to because that's what keeps it interesting. Yeah. Um, so where do I see myself? I need to, um, uh, what do I need to do? I kind of, I need to appreciate that my body's getting older and I like to do quite extreme pole tricks, but my body is, um, it doesn't want to do them every day. So I need to, I need to factor in serious rest time within my week now. Um, and I need to give more teaching hours to the girls that work for me and step back and run run the studio more as a business I think rather than um, me being kind of the person that's always here so over the next few years I think that's what I'll do you know I'll, I'll kind of step back and run things from behind the scenes because also the girls that come here they're all young I mean like how old am I, I I'm ne I think I'm nearly 42 you know so no, yeah not. I am I'm, ne <laughs> I'm nearly 42 so you know like there's these 19 20 year old girls coming and like you know who's that old woman <laughs> sweeping up oh that's emma that is, that is not the case don't say everyone. that you old woman because i'm 40 <laughs> like this month i was about to ask you isn't like there an age limit on pole dancing no there's absolutely no age on pole dancing at all but What's i think the oldest person you've got um class i don't know it's probably me no it's not um <laughs> i don't do you know what i don't know I, I don't really i have no idea um i think probably late 40s 50s for people that are coming regularly yeah um but no there's there's no upper age limit i think when when you get older when you get older people the barrier isn't their their bodies or anything physical it's more them thinking that's not for me that's a young yeah. person's um hobby so um yeah, it's suitable for all ages. But you're saying like, you know, you might step back and run things from behind the scenes, but I hope we still get to see you perform, Emma. <laughs> oh, thanks, Holly. Thank you. What's, Thank you. Who's, what's the oldest? Who's the oldest person? You, who's, who is the oldest person you've got at your studio? Um, I think we've got a lady in, in her 40s, but the lady who actually taught me originally, she was a late 50s. 
Really? Yeah. And is she still going? No, I think she's retired from it all now. I think she's enjoying her retirement. Resting her legs. Yeah. <laughs> Does it like put any pressure on them, like your body in like later life? Well. Like sort of cartilage like damage and if it's dislocation and things like that. Because I know if you dislocate your shoulder once, mm -hmm. it becomes easy to dislocate. Definitely, yeah. Dislocation is a serious, a serious thing. That's why it's really important to um, to look after your body when you're pole dancing. I think... So, so, so it's always it's like drink less alcohol, eat better. Um, make benefits. sure... Well, yeah, there's that kind of thing. But then make sure that you're not... Um, doing tricks or moves before your body is ready to um, make sure that you you follow a sensible progression track um, make sure that you strengthen both sides of your body if you are injured stop don't carry on you know don't work don't work through injury you know there's all yeah. sorts of things that you can do to stay pole dancing safely and to look after your body but yeah without a doubt i mean you've you've, you've seen on instagram the tricks and the moves that people do are incredibly strenuous and they put incredible stress on your body so you need to you kind of need to balance that out with some nice I was, stuff I was and say, it's not just spinning on a pole is it it's like no, it's it's like a lot of upper body strength. It is, um, and I mentioned before I like quite extreme flexibility tricks. So, um, so yeah, you're getting your body into some pretty crazy positions um, on the pole. Yeah. Do you, like sort of you find you start to eat better now doing the pole? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, as I said before, my diet wasn't the best, and it's really pizza. yeah. Although you know, I still, don't burger. I still like pizza, and we are going for a burger. We are going for a don't burger afterwards. <laughs> ah, yeah. But it's like interesting. You said about left side and right side. So, like, are you left-handed or right-handed? Um, I'm right-handed. Do you find you've like sort of left side's got a lot stronger now? Um, from like equaling it all up. So I try and. I'm very good at listening to my body. I'm very good at, um, at trying to keep it happy, but I don't do everything on both sides. I'm pretty much dominated by which leg is the most flexible and which side I need to do my tricks on to show off my most flexible leg. That's kind of how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Same with you. So at the beginning, when I train, I am I am a bugger and I do do a lot of things on my right side, but at the beginning of the class, I do try and do my basic sort of inverts and get used to them. And I've been trying to, I've been training them for about eighteen months now, and it's like learning all over again on the other side. And I wish that as soon as I'd started pole dancing, I had been doing it both sides from the beginning because it is hard trying yeah. to. It is like trying to learn all over mm -hmm. again. It's tough. So if there's people that want to start pole dancing, what's the best um, advice? Train both sides. Train both sides. <laughs> uh, find, a, find a studio, um, find a studio, look at their social media, get a feel for what they're about because there's so many different types of studios and different types of pole dance, different types of class. So have a look around, see what's on offer, find somewhere that looks appealing and get in touch with them and start classes. It's easy. What about people who find as yourself, you were saying maybe a bit chunkier or fat or the people who are a bit bigger, what advice have you got for them? Because like they might feel not ashamed, but a bit, oh, I don't body, think I can. Body conscious. Yeah, mm -hmm. conscious. So 
because I, I do mainly teach beginners and the reason I do that is because I've been there and I know that that first class is the most daunting and you know one. Relate to, to them better. Exactly. And what I say to them on their first class is you're probably really conscious about your bodies right now, but everyone's that worried about their own bodies, they're mm -hmm. not even looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and do, it's the truth. It do is. you find that once they yeah. get in like sort of to it and like they just forget and like really having a good time? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, because well I did. <laughs> and look at you now, both yeah. teaching. Yes. Well, both thanks for coming on and that it's it's been been nearly 45 minutes it flies doesn't it Ooh, yeah. but it does. because we're called the 10 biscuit podcast we have a question for you both oh god question for you first what's your favorite biscuit um it would have to be an oreo because it's one of the only vegan biscuits i can think of are you <laughs> vegan yeah is that oh. another podcast <laughs> yeah I think it is. yes i'm vegan <laughs> i added respect now no, I'm <laughs> is it really it's like a vegan biscuit Oreos are vegan. Yes, in this country they are. In some countries, they for some reason have milk in, but in England, our Oreos, as long as you get the original ones, not like the other fancy peanut butter or one, anything, uh, then yeah, they're, they're vegan. And speaking about veganism, you've got a vegan ice cream bar here, haven't you, that sells, what's, what's that ice cream bar I was telling you about? Oh, well, we've got a couple of ice cream bars, but they're not exclusively vegan. I think they have a couple of vegan sorbets. Uh, do you mean Cafe Gelato? Could be, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And what's your favourite biscuit? Oh, I do like cookies, and it's walking past Millie's cookies in town. They always smell amazing. <laughs> <laughs> do you dunk? I don't drink tea or coffee. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she, she said this on the way here. I was like, yeah. what? Do you dunk your Oreos? Uh, do you know what? I don't think they last long enough for me to get a coffee out. I think usually I'm just like, oh my God, eat the Oreos. You're the first person that said Oreo so far. Ooh. Really? Custard cream seems to be quite common. Yeah. Cookie are getting there. Yeah. Bourbon, no one seems to be interested in bourbon. Most bourbons are vegan as well, actually. So I could have I could have been the first bourbon one. Bourbons. Yeah. You, yeah. Like, cause I, well, she says bourbons, which is yeah. the way it's spelled, but I go bourbons. Bourbon. Yeah, I would say bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll like put the link to your studio. Thank your you. Studio. We've got a like website or Facebook. We've got it all. Yeah, website, Facebook, uh, Instagram's the best. Is it? Yeah. So we'll put all three of them on there. Fabulous. We'll do the same with you. Have you got a website or anything? Yeah, we've got a website. So. so link. And when's your next competition? Your next. Uh, our show. Yeah. Our studio show. It will be uh, probably in June. That's cool. Yeah. So if people follow you, they'll keep updated with you. Obviously, you've got an open day. Yes. And you've got your um, thingamabob jig in Skegness. Yeah. <laughs> or you've got your thingamabob jig in Skegness, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, so, so I might attend that. It's birthday treat. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, like, sort of, big thanks for coming on. Thanks for taking the time. You're out. welcome. You're Thank busy. you. Thanks a lot. So we'll see you soon. Bye. 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 <laughs> The Team Biscuits Podcast.